0: Welcome to Warnsville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf. I work as the Director of Communications and Activities in the City Hall in Warnsville Heights. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Lynn Timko, a registered nurse at Cleveland Clinic South Point Hospital, and she's also a certified diabetes educator. And in that role, uh, she has a program where she supports people who have diabetes, helps them learn to make changes to their diet, and... And she's able to educate them on managing their medication. Lynn has been doing this for over 25 years at South Point Hospital, so she's very good at it. And she has affected a lot of people's lives. So if you're dealing with diabetes or if anyone you know is dealing with it, Lynn is a great source of support. I think what you'll learn in this episode is that there are services that can help you manage your situation. So here we go. Lynn is going to do some explaining. Lynn Timko, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. We're very happy to have you here on the occasion of talking about diabetes, something that you are an expert on. Well, thank you so much for inviting me today. I'm really excited to be here in our fine city of Lawrenceville Heights. Mm -hmm. Well, you've spearheaded a big effort to educate people about diabetes. There's an annual fair at South Point held every November, and uh, you've you've been working in this capacity for 25 years as a certified diabetes educator, in addition to being a registered nurse for 38 years. Um, So I wonder maybe if we could just start with the biology of diabetes in terms of signs and symptoms and then the different ways, um, different times in people's lives where they may be affected by it. Okay. Well, signs and symptoms of diabetes, the
1: typical signs and symptoms, you can get frequent urination, blurred vision, some people experience thirst, tiredness, hunger. Uh, sometimes a sudden weight loss, but the biggest symptom really is no symptoms. A lot of people don't get any symptoms when they're diagnosed with diabetes, and sort of like a silent thing, and you don't, you're not even aware. So you can go for years like that. So people mm-hmm, have okay. pre-diabetes, and uh, sometimes turns into diabetes, and not even be aware they have it. <clears throat> Correct.
0: Okay, so there's no. It could, how young can you be when you have it?
1: You can be from you know, infant, okay, born with diabetes, to um, uh, adult, or you know any any age, any um, any lifespan. Yes, any age can get diabetes.
0: Now, from what I understand, there's there's two versions. There's the kind you're born with, mm-hmm.
1: and there's yes, type one diabetes and type two diabetes.
0: And which are you dealing more with, with
1: uh, at, at our hospital I m- mainly see people with type 2 diabetes usually age over 40 mm-hmm. not always but usually so the type 2 um, elderly patient we get a lot of um, patients over age 40 with diabetes
0: <clears throat> and what is the symptom that brings them in typically
1: uh, typically a lot of times they'll complain my vision's getting a yeah. little blurry okay. and they'll go to the eye doctor and they'll say oh what's wrong and they find out have you been tested for diabetes
0: yeah but there is a diabetic coma and and some that's people, serious
1: oh yes there um, some people can get um, diabetic coma sometimes um, people get what's called DKA with type ones especially with young adults or children they can go into diabetic ketoacidosis which is a serious condition and they need to be hospitalized get IV fluids and get um, immediate treatment. So it can be um, danger um, zones when our blood sugars get way too high.
0: So but, if they were taken to the hospital, that would be the, the immediate treatment? Um, yes. I- hydration mm-hmm. and, and?
1: Yeah, IV hydration, IV insulin to get insulin. their um, blood sugars back down um, into a um, controlled range, correct? Mm
0: -hmm. Is there anyone who's at greater risk, whether it's men or women?
1: Well, as far as risk factors, ethnicity is a higher risk factor. So African-Americans, Latino-Americans, Native Americans, higher risk in the um, culture. Also, um, we can be at higher risk, uh, again, our age, over age 40. Mm -hmm. We can be higher risk uh, if we're overweight. So obesity Mm -hmm. is a big factor as well.
0: Why does uh, obesity have that impact? Obesity, obesity.
1: <laughs> when we are overweight, mm-hmm. um, it it has it's called this insulin resistance syndrome. So our body's having trouble um, with the uh, the processing insulin, but um, we're having trouble um, with uh, our insulin um, not producing enough insulin, or sometimes too much insulin, and then our body, uh, the pancreas starts burning out or wearing out. The beta cells, so insulin resistance, overweight is a big factor. So if we can get more to our ideal body weight or lose five to ten percent of our weight, um, helps prevent diabetes. Or if we have diabetes, immediately we want people to try and lose weight, exercise, um, to bring their blood sugars back down. Into so,
0: among those who are obese, what percentage roughly? Will become diabetic? Is it a foregone conclusion if you stay overweight long enough? Overweight.
1: Well, it's a, yeah, definitely, I don't know the exact percentage, but it definitely is a risk factor if you're overweight for developing um, diabetes. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Um, There's one big diagnostic number used with diabetes. It's the HbA1c. Correct. That's called the hemoglobin
1: A1c, and that is a blood test that they do in Mm -hmm. the lab. And that test measures your blood sugar. It's a, a two to three month average of your blood sugars. And it measures um, the A1C level in your bloodstream. And the A1C typically uh, normal is under 5.5.7 percent Pre-diabetes is 5.7 to 6.4 percent. They can diagnose you with diabetes at 6.5 percent on this hemoglobin A1c, the premier standard of diagnosing diabetes on your lab work or your blood work. So that's the measurement they can diagnose you with.
0: And how much will that fluctuate in the course of a day? Is that sort of a a static thing? Well, the
1: A1c is a three-month sort of snapshot what's going on over three months. Uh, with your uh, blood sugar control now your blood sugars can fluctuate you know all day long moment to moment Um, but the um, actual a1c is like a snapshot in time over three months so it gives you are you in control are you out of control and people with diabetes we would like to ideally be under 7% as what the American Diabetes Association said is good control of your diabetes under 7% Mm -hmm.
0: And you get tested uh, after fasting, always, right?
1: Well, no. the, uh, the uh, hemoglobin A1C doesn't have to be fasting. Okay, but, you could um, walk
0: into a lab and just get tested.
1: Well, you, if, you, if you have a physician's yeah. Or yeah, I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, but the um, regular blood sugar, blood glucose, you have to be fasting for regular glucose level, but not the A1C. Mm-hmm.
0: So what are the treatment options if you find yourself in this situation?
1: For diabetes, yeah. well, the first line treatment is healthy eating,
0: yeah.
1: and uh, exercise, and so most of the time, it focuses on healthy eating, and we're talking. Getting you know, look at what your your plate looks like. We want a healthy plate, like half your plate with vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, fourth of your plate with lean proteins, fourth of your plate. Um, then you could have a carb, whether you wanted a piece of fruit or potato. So we want to focus on fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, and putting people. Um, and healthy eating patterns is the big, big focus. We also can help them with carbohydrate counting where they actually, we show them how many carbs that they can have at each meal. And that way they um, focus on carbohydrates and if you have a certain amount that you can have at each meal, especially people on insulin, and we help them um, with their food plan. And then treatment options. Uh, the other first line focus is exercise.
0: Right.
1: So exercise, they recommend 30 minutes, um, five days per week, or 150 minutes of activity per week to get into some type of exercise program.
0: And is that <clears throat> that means breaking a sweat. <clears throat> right. right.
1: Breaking a sweat mm-hmm. um, is good, but also just people that haven't exercised in years, maybe mm-hmm. the elderly, and they're maybe not um, walking. Maybe they can do chair exercise. Okay. So they can even do in the chair, some chair exercises we do, and help them to have some kind of movement. Or they can go to senior size or this wonderful YMCA here in Warrensville Heights um, to get them moving. So some exercise is better than no exercise. So people can um, help lower their um, blood sugars. And we would like to you know, have them exercise and um, helps them manage their A1C.
0: When does insulin come into play? Like-
1: well, insulin, usually they start out, if they're type 2 diabetes, they mm-hmm. start out with um, oral diabetes meds. Okay. Um, so the oral diabetes meds, for example, like metformin, is usually a first-line drug that they use, and that helps lower their blood sugars. And then if we can't get good control, we can raise the dose up, We can add um, one, two, or three diabetes pills to their regimen, so you don't have to go from pills right to insulin. They can um, titrate up their oral medicines to see um, if we can control it with that, along with their diet and exercise. It's really important to do all three things. And then if we get to a point where we can't manage it uh, with the oral agents, maybe our, you know, our pancreas is producing less and less insulin, then we need the help of insulin. And insulin's your friend. Diabetes is the enemy, so insulin is your friend. A lot of people are scared about insulin, but it really is a hormone that your body makes that you're missing. So oh, with all the new insulin pens and things, it makes it a lot easier for patients. So insulin um, can help lower their A1C. And sometimes we need to have insulin in combination with a diabetes pill. Or sometimes four injections of insulin a day, like children with um, type 1 diabetes, they need um, insulin every day um, to manage their diabetes.
0: And um, let's just go through the consequences if it goes untreated. What is that path?
1: Okay. Really like. So our path if we don't manage or control our diabetes is, unfortunately, we can get problems with eyes, kidneys, heart, and feet. So eyes, it can affect the retina of the eye called retinopathy.
0: Why is that?
1: <clears throat> the, the high sugars can damage the um, the blood vessels okay. in the back of the eye, retinopathy. So that's why it's important to control the diabetes and get a yearly dilated eye exam So the ophthalmologist can look at the back of the retina and see if there's any damage going on. So it's real important to control the diabetes to not affect um, your vision.
0: And why does it affect your feet?
1: Your feet's called neuropathy. Mm -hmm. And diabetes, if left uncontrolled, can damage the nerve endings um, to the feet. And this neuropathy, you can get numbness, you can get tingling in your feet, Um, hot can feel cold, cold can feel hot, sensation changes. So these, yeah, it's real important for people with diabetes to take uh, really good care of their feet. Examine them every day, look for sores, cuts, things that aren't healing. Uh, Wear a good shoe, don't go barefoot because you go barefoot, you step on something. It maybe a tack is, you know, you step on a attacker or a piece of glass or something, mm-hmm. it um, injures the skin, then it could set up um, uh, all, um, infection, mm-hmm. it can set, lead to gangrene, ulceration, all that. We don't want that to happen to prevent amputations that we would, you know, hopefully n- that never would happen with good foot care. And having your doctor do um, an annual foot exam, seeing a podiatrist mm-hmm. for toenail care, everything usually every three months, um, and taking good care of your toenails and looking at your feet moisturizing. So foot care is very important for people with diabetes.
0: Okay, now you have these support groups. Correct. And um, how how often do they meet, how long do they meet for, and and what goes on? (laughs) Well,
1: we have uh, support groups quarterly at our hospital, at South Point Hospital. And the support groups started out as little like five ten people now it's grown over the okay. years so we get about 70 80 people at a support group in our auditorium at South Point so we have a different program or a different speaker for example, um, sometimes we have a podiatrist talking about um, diabetes and um, feet and you know all the things you can do to um, for prevention of foot problems. One time we did a diabetes uh, skit or a diabetes theater. We got up on stage, mm-hmm. and we performed all kinds of diabetes scenarios that can happen, like low blood sugar and driving and what you would do, or you're dining out, and you're getting a low blood sugar. So we did all these skits. And people in the audience can see this, and they... um people uh, can get support to learn about keep it's an ongoing learning about diabetes and sometimes we'll play diabetes bingo and win prizes and have snacks and, and you're also networking with other people with diabetes so you're not in this alone so you could say oh you meet a friend mary and mary and me have things in common we have diabetes and people exchange phone numbers and it's a support for each other to say i'm not in this alone i have other people out there with diabetes and we can um try and uh, learn from each other
0: So that goes on four times a year.
1: Correct, the support groups. And we have a mailing list at our hospital that people can get on to be notified about the support groups um, throughout the year.
0: So how much can a person change the situation, and how long does it take? If they do everything you said, they fix up their diet, they lose Mm -hmm. some weight, Mm -hmm. it it never goes away. Correct,
1: correct. There's no cure for diabetes yet, but we can manage it and control it, and usually we give it good three months to try diet and exercise and your medicines and then we have them come back for their diabetes group classes and education sessions so give it you know a good three months to see how they're doing doctors need sometimes to uh, adjust medications.
0: Can you call it almost like in remission? Is that a way to think
1: of it? um, Not not technically because it's you're you're managing. managing So all you have to do Mm -hmm. is screw
0: up and then it's going to be a mess again. Well, You start eating a lot of can, sugar, can't. Like Halloween yeah, is a yeah. diabetics nightmare. Right. Okay. So that's right. why,
1: yeah, can some things can throw off your blood sugar. Um, yes, if you go off the food plan or if you have stress going on, illness, mm-hmm. stress can dump cortisol in your bloodstream, raise your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. and So a lot of factors can affect your blood sugar. So that's why if we fall off. Track, we want to get back on track and control our diabetes.
0: Well, that's interesting that cortisol is a factor.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so sometimes, yeah, the stress can um, raise our blood sugar. So stress management's important, whether you do um, meditation, prayer, yoga, all the good things to manage stress um, Mm -hmm. to help um, control um, your diabetes, you know, as Mm -hmm. well. It's very important.
0: There was a part of me that was thinking... um, Sometimes, like, you could relapse, almost. Like, you've been really good with your diet, and and then something goes on in your life, and you start eating, and it's almost... Like an AA thing where you need to, like, check in maybe Mm -hmm. and get back under control.
1: That's why it's important for people to follow up with their doctor. They might need a tune-up with their diabetes management. We have diabetes um, education group classes Mm -hmm. uh, at our hospital individual sessions where we help the patient learn how to manage their diabetes. Mm -hmm. It's a series of four uh, group classes, and they learn their meal plan and how to test their blood sugars and eat healthfully and exercise and their medicines and all the things they need to learn to manage their diabetes. So it is an education process that's very important that the patient learn how to take care of their diabetes. It's very important. That's why I'm so blessed to be able to be the person that gets to help the patients manage their diabetes and um, come to our classes and get that support that they need to help uh, control their diabetes.
0: It also sounds like the people in their lives, the anyone peripheral in their lives, they really need to be informed. Yes, family so don't support. Mess it up.
1: Correct. Family support is very, very you know helpful um, to have the family on board and have the family eat healthfully mm-hmm. so that the person with diabetes can eat healthfully and um, exercise with your spouse who has mm-hmm. diabetes and be a support for them. So family support is very important and we encourage family members to come to our diabetes education classes as well to help them support the person with diabetes. is very important.
0: Not to go too dark here, right. but what is the life expectancy typically? If, you know, if you have it under control, mm-hmm. best-case scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't know the statistics for life expectancy, yeah.
1: but uh, we can live a long, healthy life. Okay. But if we don't control it, it can shorten our lifespan. Okay. So we definitely want to manage it. Because some people are in denial of their diabetes, it's mm-hmm. something that they don't want to uh, deal with and you can go through a lot of different emotions with a diagnosis of diabetes from denial to anger to mm-hmm. sadness and mm-hmm. we want to help them through this process to be able to, to deal with um, their diagnosis of diabetes.
0: That's important, the emotional component, the Correct. emotional psychological component because when you get yeah. the diagnosis that's just the beginning. Right,
1: to get the diagnosis and process Yeah, this is happening in my life and it's not fair, but uh, we need to be able to go through the acceptance of I have this disease, I need to get help with it, I need to manage it, because I want to stay healthy and live healthy and um, manage our diabetes and live a long, healthy life.
0: And the idea is, I mean, people are not alone with this. Do you have any idea what percentage of the population might deal with
1: diabetes well i actually um usually about 90 percent of people have type 2 diabetes and type 1 diabetes about 10 percent Ninety percent
0: of the population the no diabetes? no people
1: that have uh, type 1 and type 2 are okay none, yeah and then 30 million americans okay have our diabetes so diabetes is on the rise in our country due to our obesity and lack of exercise and things like that but 30 million americans are
0: affected Okay. So they're not alone. Right. And um, you have the resources Correct. to help them out. So if they wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that?
1: Oh, we call South Point Hospital mm-hmm. and um, our, fo- our phone number okay, <laughs> is 216-491-7385, okay. option one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that would be directly to my phone. Okay. Okay.
0: And what would be the first thing you would do if someone called you up?
1: I would say, um, first of all, would you like to come to our diabetes education classes? And we'd be happy to help you do that. You do need a physician referral for mm-hmm. the classes. Is there a
0: cost?
1: Uh, yes, there is. They do bill your um, health insurance for okay. the classes, so they are um, billed, yes.
0: And how, what, how often are the classes?
1: The classes, we hold two new group classes every month. Okay. So the first class class, usually the first um, Tuesday and month, so they're on Tuesdays and Thursdays.
0: Weekly <clears throat> then?
1: Uh, two, two new group classes a month. We do them weekly and you go through four classes. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it is um, during the day like 10 a.m. Um, to 2 p.m. for the first class and 10 a.m. to noon for the rest of the classes. Now if they can't do group classes, For some reason, you're working and you can't get to those. We have individual sessions as well, so we can do those um, a little bit later. Um, Our latest appointment is like 4 o'clock, because i will get into my club. But then that way, if they only had to take an hour off work or something to be there, to try and meet their needs as well.
0: Right. Okay, so it sounds like help is here if people need it. Correct. And um, it's just a matter of acceptance and discipline and, you know, willing to Deal with whatever it is that how it affects you. Right. We're so glad to be that
1: help. I'm so proud of our hospital and our health system, Clinton Clinic Health System, that we have these classes to help people with diabetes.
0: Okay. Well, Uh Lynn, thank you so much for sharing all this valuable information with us.
1: Thank you for having me.